Hey everybody, surprise, Hi. it's us again. <laughs> and we're wearing the same clothes in like every video. It's it's Dorothy's Bornak. <laughs> and Sophia uh, Petrillo. Maybe I should point I don't even get the reference. Maybe I should point out. Um Russ does not live in Austin like I do. So he comes down here every two, three months or whenever he's got the time. So the reason you're seeing us wear the exact same clothes in all these videos is because when he does come down. We create a lot of content. So what you're telling me is next time wardrobe change. Uh, typically, if I record a lot of vlogs in a day, I switch out shirts. Oh, okay. Um, but neither one of us has. Secret. Now you'll never know if I've recorded multiple in a day or all in one day. Uh, but that's the reason why <laughs> there's been a, a flux, just a flood of me and Russ right. talking about video games is we created a lot of content on his last trip here, which is... Now, I'm talking about the past in the future, which wow. is the present. Wow. Wow. Science. So, Russ wanted to do this vlog. Russ wanted yeah. to discuss our top five RPG games. Um, it's kind of a loose five. I think we can both agree our number one is definitely our number one. Right. But two, three, four, and five. Well, I, I sprung this on you, so. Yeah, I, I haven't had time to sit down and actually like figure out exactly in what order. So it is going to be my top five, but I don't know. No, I was thinking if a hyperdimension needed to be on there, and it doesn't. It doesn't. So this was a bad idea. No. <clears throat> so four through five, at least for me, aren't strictly necessarily in order and because I haven't I, had time to plan it out. Am I going to vomit at the end of the, your top five? No. Okay. We'll go back and forth. We'll do five, five, four, sure. four, three, three, okay. two, two, one, one. Especially since I'm fairly certain our number one is going to be the same. So, uh, do you want to go first or shall I? You go. Okay. The number five for me is going to be Chrono Trigger. Uh, I really, I love Chrono Trigger. It's a great story, great characters, all sorts of little hidden details, which I always appreciate in the game. I like a game that has hidden side quests and stuff because it makes me feel like there's a reason to play it again. Uh, even if I find them all, uh, one of the characters is optional. You can play the story a different way. Uh, multiple endings. Basically, this is a game that you can play over and over and over again and without treading the same ground. Uh, you can, you can, can I say a spoiler? Sure. You can, you the can, game's been out long enough. Well, okay, moratorium on spoilers. Um, you can complete the game without the main character. Yes. It's not easy to do, but you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. You can complete the game with only the main character. You can. Mm -hmm. So, there's there's a lot there. If you were trapped on a desert island with one game, Chrono Trigger would not be a bad game to be trapped no. with, because I, as I soon as you developed that. electricity, you would be able to play it a lot <laughs> without running out of new and interesting things. Uh, okay, so what is your number five? Well... You don't know what I'm going to talk about. Okay. I expect um, this to happen a lot. No, no it's not going to happen that much. Number five is Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky, second chapter. Um, and I only picked second chapter instead of first chapter or third chapter because I have not played third chapter. And for then the second one is just so much more expansive um, than the first one. It's for the... You can get it for the PSP or for um, PC. You can get it on Steam. I have it on Steam um, just because it's 
smoother graphics um, on my PC. Um, it is a relatively new game. It's not really relatively new. It came out 10 years ago or more in Japan um, for the PC. It's kind of an old school RPG. It has, um, I love the main character, I love all the characters. Um, it has a system where NPCs, NPCs have new dialogue after every minor event. Hmm. So you do any tiny story-related quest, and essentially every NPC in the whole world has new dialogue. So you can run around and talk to anybody you've met before, and you can learn all about their lives. All of them are named. They're not any wow. random NPCs. I feel like that's something you could only have done on the PC, the, just because of yeah. the amount of space it would take up. The script, um, it's Exceed Games that localized it. Um, and they posted, a long time ago, they posted a picture on their Twitter or Instagram or something of the script that they got from Japan for the original game. And it's like, I mean, it's like an encyclopedia. It's like huge. It's like War and Peace or something. Um, that's why it took them so long to bring it over. If you maybe go to their website or something, there's a really interesting uh, blog about everything that it took to bring it over. Anyway, the characters have, I know in our Persona video we talked about how much personality um, those characters have and how we really feel like we know those characters, and I feel that way about the, the Legend of Heroes. Um, all the Legend of Heroes games that I've played, I feel that way about the characters. Well, at a certain point we will be doing Legends of Heroes on uh, Home on the RNG as soon as we have the technology in place to capture footage for it and music. So, And it reminds me, and it reminds me of Super the, the the gameplay the combat and things remind me of old school games. So, so for number four, I've got Final Fantasy V. Uh, I'm gonna try and keep it brief since we've talked about it a great deal. I just I love the job system and I like the ability to hold on to previous skills into new jobs. So I feel like every time you play, you can turn any character into any combination of skills. You can really craft your party to be exactly what you're looking for. I find the story to be very comfortable. It's not a daring, brave story. It's a very, it's a fairly simplistic story, although it has a couple of little twists and turns. Um, I find it to be a comfortable story. There is one thing I find interesting. The, the, the story of four is, so dark and light have to be in balance. When one becomes too powerful, four warriors of the opposing force come up to balance the scales. So in this case, the four warriors of light come to fight back the darkness. The story actually refers to, in, in the past, occasionally, when the light has been too powerful, four warriors of darkness come forth to make the balance. They reference that. I'd like to play that story, too. I just, I think that would be really neat for an RPG to be evil characters, but you're not really evil, you're just trying to balance out nature. And you win. You can play the Final Fantasy Warriors of Light and Darkness for iOS. I think that's what it's called. I don't remember. Anyway, so anyway, Final Fantasy V. Uh, I like the characters. Love the job class system. I like I like the main character. I like Butts because he's really just like a fun loving. Don't guy. you mean Butts? Yeah, Butts. Butts. It's Butts. And he had a pet Chocobo. Coco. Oh. Yep. Um, my number four is also a Final Fantasy. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy IX, which again I won't spend a long time on because it's in our Final Fantasy video. Trilogy. But I just our Final Fantasy. Think, Review trilogy. Right, our trilogy. Um, so I like Final Fantasy IX is my Nobody favorite. Nobody likes the third one. So. 
and it's and it's um and it's my it's number four on my on my list of top five for all the reasons I explained in that video. It's the last Final Fantasy that was really fantasy, and I think it took the the concepts and things in four and five and all the other ones that really were fantasy, and it's kind of and it's the it's the ultimate form of the actual Final Fantasy and not Final Fantasy not final dystopian future or like or like final steampunk final steampunk or final whatever 13 was so it's a good question uh number three is the newest game on my list by a lot wide margin it's if you say hyperdimension neptunia uh, as much as i enjoy those that they, they don't get in the top five but it is uh, a newer game by a wide margin compared to all the other ones uh, and I'm, I'm glad because it means that my like of all these other games on my list aren't just nostalgia because this game is up there and it's right amongst them slugging it out. It is Persona 4. Oh. I love Persona 4. I, I've only really experienced it in the last year. But I, I love, we, and we, we talked about it, I love the characters. I, I like the gameplay style. I like the art style. I like the music. The music sticks with me from the Persona series. I feel like I never played the second or the second Persona, but I feel like if you were just to pull a game from the soundtrack of that, I could, and play it in a mix, I could tell you which one was from the Persona series. It has a very identifiable style to the music. Uh, the, the whole series does. And I'm not really a music guy, but I like the music. Uh, again, uh, the characters feel like friends of mine, mm -hmm. which is a great, a great thing for any story to accomplish in any medium. Yes. So I agree. Again, it's a newer entry, mm -hmm. so I feel it makes me feel better about the rest of my list being yeah. older games. Go ahead. Uh, number three, we are on three. Three for me is Chrono Cross. Cross. Um, it's a solid choice. Again, divisive when you compare it to Chrono Trigger, but I like, we talk about music um, and how we don't know a lot about the music in games. Chrono Cross is actually the first RPG that made me listen. Hmm. That made me, Chrono Trigger also has great music, but I think I was a little young, maybe, to realize that. And by the time Chrono Cross hit, um, just that, just that music that plays in Arnie Village and plays on the world map when you first go onto the world map, I just love that tune. It really made me, it really made me listen to the music in all games. Um, and then, and then I also just love the gameplay. I love the whole collect a character thing. There's like 40 or 45 different characters. And you can't get them all in one playthrough. You, can you can't get them all in one playthrough. You have to play through um, at least three times to get yeah. every possible character. And some of them are really, I really like the unique characters that play differently. There's Pip that you can evolve into different forms. There's Sprig who can take on the role of enemies that you fight and take on their abilities. Um, I love using those characters, and I love, love, love the absolutely convoluted story yeah. that you have to go to. I go, personally, if you want to visit the Chrono Compendium, I'm assuming that that's still online. Um, and it's a great resource if you want to just delve into the craziness that is the story of Chrono Cross. Uh, I'll say this about Chrono Cross. It, 
it's in my top ten. Uh, it wasn't in my top five, but it is in my top ten. I think a lot of the problem, a lot of people give Chrono Cross grief because when a sequel to Chrono Trigger came out, they wanted more Chrono Trigger. They wanted Chrono Trigger too, as opposed to a game set in the Chrono Trigger mythology. And some of the Chrono Trigger characters show up in just minor, minor forms. Minor. Uh, they show up as children in dreams. A note from one of them shows up, and Robo shows up briefly in dialogue. Luca, Luca is kind of a catalyst to the story. Yeah. But it wasn't the game that people wanted, and I feel like it caught a lot of flack when it came out because it wasn't the sequel they wanted. No, it wasn't Chrono Trigger. But I feel like in the past ten years or so, people have gone back and looked at it again and started to realize it really is a great game. Mm -hmm. There is a lot there. Uh, I, I like and, it a lot. And not, not difficult, but challenging to the degree that I enjoy a challenge in some of the boxes. And they, they created a new combat system that mm -hmm. I've never seen anywhere else, but it no. worked. I like it. It did work. Anyway. Uh, two. Number two. Hyperdimension Neptune. <laughs> Final Fantasy IV. We're back Another to Final, Final, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Okay. I don't have as extensive an experience with RPGs as Russ does. So, the pool for me to pick from is rather limited. But Final Fantasy IV is one of my all-time favorite games in any genre, as we talked about in the Final Fantasy trilogy of reviews. Uh, and like the Persona game, I feel like those characters are friends of mine. I would totally welcome the opportunity to just watch a TV series about their lives afterwards. Like, just so I... Just so I know what they're doing. I don't need an extra... I know they made a sequel for the smartphones, and I've kind of played it. Uh, I don't even need that much. Just... Let me know what's going on in their lives. Like, uh, how are they doing? How are things? You know? <laughs> What'd you have for breakfast? I just, I care. I want to know what's going on in their lives. Uh, I, I like the story a lot. It's a tale of redemption. It's a real tale of redemption in a couple of levels. Very much so. I like... It introduced that first twist of the boss, I feel. Right. We, we talked about in our Final Fantasy trilogy about moments that we liked from the game. I talked about Rydia coming, coming back, back to save you. The other one that I love is when Cecil becomes a paladin, and he has to fight his Dark Knight self, his mirror image and he that just was a has Dark to Knight. Take the beating, and you just have to defend. And I could not figure that out for the longest time as a kid. We touched on I was this. Like, why can I not beat this guy? And that makes more sense in the hard version with the abilities that they took down, mm -hmm. because your your evil twin is hitting you with this power. That you have in the harder versions, and you know what it does is it sends out a wave, it damages enemies, and it takes damages your own health. So you're basically letting him kill himself. Yes, exactly. But you, we didn't know that. We had no, no way to no know idea. that. So it is. It's 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 such a profound moment, especially for a game that came out in like 1991 or something. So yeah, I have two Final Fantasies on my list. I I'm sorry. It's not a bad choice. You've kind you have kind of reminded me why four was such a good game. I'm, I've been I've played it so much and I have so much fatigue of it, but you've reminded me of the great moments that it has. All right, so what's your two? So two we've we've already covered. Oh god. Um, two is Persona Four. Okay. <laughs> um, I love it for all of the same reasons. I feel like I know those characters like real people. I mean, I'm not delusional, but I feel but I feel it like helps that they're flawed in realistic ways. They are. That none of them are perfect characters. None of them are perfect. No. 
but their flaws are the kind of flaws you would see on the street. I mean, mm -hmm. we could go out and find people like and this. And I feel like there are, and not just the main cast, but the, the supporting cast that we <laughs> need in the social link, I have never felt a game that made me reflect on myself so much, I guess. Because I think you can actually kind of see some qualities in yourself or people that you know in real life in these in these characters in this RBG. And it's funny to me, earlier, off-camera, in a personal discussion, uh, Russ, the princess, and I were discussing complexities of human relations and friendships and all that. And to cut through the BS and actually just, you know, be able to communicate effectively, I pulled out, I'd say our social link is at about a three or <laughs> five. Right. Would you say your social link's like you're at a four? <laughs> because it gave us... Because Princess had played it too, it gave us a common language that we could use to communicate these much more complex ideas. Yeah. So, so for yeah, Persona Four, I could take to a desert island and play over and over again. All right. So I feel <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry. I was just. I agree with you. Persona Four is great. Yeah. Uh, so we're coming to number one, and I feel like we might as well say it at the same time. So you're, you're going to be so mad if it's not what you think it is. It. It can't not be when I think so it is. so mad. One, two, three. Earth Earthbound. Bound. Right? It's the game that brought us together. It's a game that started a friendship. Started a 15 year friendship. And you can't no other game can compete with that. Uh, so. I had a fairly happy childhood, all things considered. Me too. And for me, somehow Earthbound became a little time capsule of that childhood. So, in addition to it being a solid game, solid mechanics, fun story, quirky sense of humor, I can't play the game or hear any of the music without getting just a taste of that happy childhood. Somehow, my entire joy of being a child growing up just, like, became part with this game. Just merged together. Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, hope, we'll get into the mechanics in a second. But. I hope you don't make me cry because I've told, <laughs> I guess you all know now I've, I've cried at video games. <laughs> um, and I, I feel exactly the same way. I feel like Earthbound encapsulates the joy, everything that was my youth. I mean, I remember going to the store to buy that game, and it was in the big box. It came in this big, big box, box. Because it came with the player's because guide. Because it came with the complete this strategy guide. And I remember going, and I remember my mom taking me, and I think I had it pre-ordered, if they did pre-orders back then. I'm sure they did. But anyway, I remember going up to the counter and the guy looking at it, and he was just like, Okay, what what is this? And just being so excited, I don't know. And it it was a birthday, I think it was a birthday present, or my it was just a present for something. Um, I, I don't know. You're you're right. It just it defines I my did, whole childhood. I did community theater when I was younger. Uh, did a lot of plays. One of the biggest roles I ever got as a little kid was I played Huck Finn in The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. So it, it was a fairly big part. Uh, it was really exciting for me to, to land that big a part. And it was a really fun role. And it kind of fit me as a kid. 
because I was sort of devil may care marched to the beat of my own drummer as a kid. Uh, and every time my parents would come opening night to see me at a show, they would they bring me a present. I got a present. And for playing Huck Finn, I got Earthbound. At the time when I first started playing Earthbound, my best friend Rennie and I were working on building a raft. We were going to go rafting in the lake. So, so you were kind of <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Uh, so when we were playing, we opened up Earthbound, and one of the things it asked you to do is name all the characters. Name your favorite food. Okay, well, characters have names. My favorite food's steak. Um, name your favorite thing. And my friend Rennie and I were sitting there, and we went, you know what? Rafting. So we put that in. And so anytime I play Earthbound now, it's PSI Rafting. The default is rocking or love is another one love. of them. Gangs. For me, PSI Rafting is the ultimate attack. Uh, so like I said, I, a lot of good memories attached to yeah. just getting it. But it's not just nostalgia. It's not just emotion. The mechanics are great. I like being able to see a fight before you get into it, a random encounter. That way there's a, a t hope to try and avoid them if you're okay. in a rush, you're trying to get somewhere. And the game even uses the amazing mechanic that if you get a jump start on an enemy by attacking it behind and it's weak enough... You just win. It just defeats the enemy for you. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? This fight would be a waste of your time. Here's your one experience you point. Go on. Right. Um, after you fight a big boss in an area, enemies are scared of you. They run away from you. Yeah. Okay, I don't have to fight my way back out of this dungeon. Everybody's running and hiding for me, so I can pick them off and get an advantage. Uh, the rolling HP counter. I've right. never seen that in anything else. Nope. Uh, so your health is on the screen. You take a massive hit. It's a hit that you know is going to kill you. And the screen actually shakes and turns red when a hit is going to kill you. Actually, I think it turns red when you're dead. Right, but it but shakes. But it, it shakes extra. There's an yeah. extra set. You know when you just took a mortal hit. There's a sound effect and everything. First of all... There's your guts stat. Based on your guts stat, if you're lucky... Will protect you. When it gets down to one hit point left, even though you're supposed to die, it'll just stop. Mm -hmm. Based on a percentage of luck and your guts stat. Secondly, monster hits you. Boom! Oh my god, I had 100 hit points and he hit me for 120. If you can kill that enemy before your hit points go all the way down to zero, you win. Whatever your health rolled down to when the combat ended, that's your health. So you still had a chance. You still had a prayer if you took a mortal hit. I've never seen that in any other game. Um, I just like it. Oh, Jill, the, excuse me. I'm going to have to crouch a little bit here. I'm sorry. There's only one comfortable chair, and that's why he's sitting over there. I'm sitting in the world's most uncomfortable chair, which is where I've been making him sit, and my leg just went to sleep as a result. And that did not feel safe to me. I'm terribly sorry. No, it, yeah, otherwise it was going to be you sitting in the uncomfortable <laughs> chair. Yeah, you're a real dick. Uh, one of us had to be uncomfortable, so I'm going to kind of be like here for the rest of the video. Go ahead. I'm terrified. Anyway, um, no, I was just going to say it was, I, I love the weird sense of humor. Um, Absolutely. The Beatles references. Very, very, oh, look at this, I can actually stand. There's, yeah, I got a very odd sense of humor with talking dogs and mice that helped you get out of dungeons and the guy who made the game is insane <laughs> and beautifully so urban zombies and a big pile of barf one of the one of the bosses is just a big pile of barf 
and and then there are little mini barfs that are his minions. You have to fight new age retro hippies, a new age and an retro angry businessman, and the cranky lady, and the extra cranky lady. What I'm trying to say is, it's a very odd sense of humor. I was an odd child. I'm still kind of an odd adult, and I just felt like it was exactly my weird sense of humor. It was just, it was, it was a game that just understood what I thought was funny and what I liked. Um, but it also had very touching moments, too. Well, it's all about the power of friendship. It is. It's about four friends. It's kind of like, I'm a friend you haven't met yet, is one of the lines in there. I know. See, I'm t- I- you're gonna start crying. I'm. Not, I don't think I'm actually going to cry, but it just. Yeah, I'm a friend you haven't met yet, and I and I feel like I'm really not gonna cry, and I feel like it was kind of talking about him. It was kind of talking about you. Well, it was the Do character you know Jeff that was saying it was the right. <laughs> it was it was for saying it, it was, was like, you were gonna have a friend one day. I was, that was me. I was twelve. And I was playing this game, and I was enjoying it. And I he, tried to show my friends this game. And I had good friends, but they didn't understand. They weren't RPG players. So they didn't really understand why I was so fascinated with this game. So six or seven years later, when I start college, I meet this other kid. Who's just sitting at his computer playing the same class. experience. And that is actually literally what I thought is... I'm a friend you haven't met is yet. Six or seven years ago, there was a friend that I hadn't met yet that I would that would link to me by this game. There really, it was a magical moment for him and I both when he just he leaned over as I'm playing Earthbound in class. I'm listening to the professor, but I needed something to. Yeah, we were we were amazing students in college. <laughs> so I'm playing an emulator on my laptop, and, and this kid I've kind of talked to back and forth a little bit leans over and he goes. Is that Earthbound? I love that game. <laughs> and in my head, I just went, okay, friend for life. Done. Right. And it was right. You guys can't tell, but when he was telling the friend you haven't met yet story, he was all, all tearing <laughs> up. I swear to God, his eyes went all glassy and everything. It was a real, you were here for a real emotional moment. I was. If you um, had, if you had, I've told you this, if you had seen me play the last episode of Life is Strange for anybody that's just played ball. that. I, I, oh, 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 that was just waterworks. But anyway, I digress. And then the game rewards you specifically, the man holding the controller. Yeah. Your hopes and prayers for them to succeed saves the day. Mm-hmm. It really... I, I, I hate that I'm one of those crazy Earthbound people. Um, I really... Because there's a whole cult now, thanks to Starman.net, just like there is a whole crazy online cult of people who say Earthbound is the greatest video game of all time. More Earthbound, more Earthbound. And I'm one of them. <laughs> and I don't like that. I I am fully aware that there are probably better games than Earthbound. There are more challenging games. Mm-hmm. Games with more complex stories. Games with more likable characters. In fact, we've listed some of those things right. in our top five. But you can't fight childhood no you can't fight the memories of happiness and you can't fight the idea that it could help you find a friend you haven't met yet exactly no no other game has done that 
So it's a solid game in and of itself. It is. Go out and play it if you haven't. It's a solid game. The graphics throw people off because they're dated. It's a solid game in and of itself. But once you tie in, uh, amazingly, our almost identical emotional attachment <laughs> to this game, our lives somehow were the same when it came mm -hmm. to this game. It's it's not even a contest. No. So. Not at all. So. This video has gone on for a long time, right. and Russ needs to go blow his nose and maybe get a tissue. <laughs> Only um, if we play Life is Strange. So. I'm afraid you haven't met yet. And now you, you have. And now I have. Pick your friend. And your name is Jeff, which is the name of the coolest character. I always wanted to be Ness. Jeff didn't have I any PSI I wanted to be Jeff. Jeff. Jeff could make... Jeff could take any broken machine, turn it into something else. He could use bottle rockets. It's fun. In the story of my life, I'm Ness, the princess is Paula, Russ has always been Jeff, and Gary gets to be Pooh. <laughs> uh, that's just how, kind of how I pictured my version of those characters. And it's just funny that one of them's named Jeff and it's not me. Uh, it's also interesting, Earthbound had a gay character, Tony. Oh, Tony. O-Face oh, Tony. O-Face oh, Tony. Never implicitly stated, but heavily hinted. But he, li he liked Jeff. He liked Jeff a lot. It was just... Yes. It was such such an amazing game. And it, and it... No other game can match the emotional attachment. Yeah, and you can bring logic to the party all you want, but emotion's gonna win. Especially yeah. when it's this strong and this long. Uh... So, uh, there's our top four, and then Earthbound. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. It's not and even Persona a... 4, we both had Persona yeah, 4. Yeah, we both had Persona 4. But Earthbound mm -hmm. isn't even a fair match. I mean, yeah, the other right. games didn't have a chance. Oh, and Hyperdimension Neptune. I'm not even sure those are in my top ten, I gotta be honest. I hope they're not. Uh, I, well, I might be stretching to fill ten good RPGs. So one of them might have to go in just so I can fill ten. <laughs> That's why. Um, that's why we didn't do ten. Just so you didn't have to hear about Hyperdimension Neptune. You caused that. I know. I was a friend you hadn't met yet. I came into your <laughs> life, brought you joy and happiness, and you infected me in return. That's what Jeff did to Ness. Okay, we're done with this video. Yes. I've got to beat him up. Okay. So it's gonna be like kicking a marshmallow. <laughs>